This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, episode 49. Thank you for joining me once more. We take the written word from the site at aeindex.org and bring it to the spoken word. Apologies, this month we don't have the uh, intro music or the exit music. I am recording on a different PC, and I don't seem to have those files in the cloud for some reason. So I'll have to correct that for sure and make sure I always have those available to me so you'll miss out on that little segment of St. James Infirmary. So apologies there. Well, it's been uh, quite a year for us, for AE format fans. We have we saw six books, sadly, and that's uh, kind of low. I think we got used to a higher number, and then last year brought us to six, and then this year brought us to six. So I don't know if six is the new... Uh, number that we can expect to have but i guess six is better than zero i'm just looking at the master list at the website just to confirm i don't want to say there was no there were six so we had ed piscor the fantagraphic studio edition january 22nd we had p craig russell's the selfish giant and other stories fine art edition on january 22nd as well we had original art the dan Klaus studio edition on february 12th we had the sandman overture jh williams the third gallery edition on february 26th we had Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition on June 24th, and then we had Michael Golden's Micronauts Artist Edition on November 4th. So IDW and Scott Dunbeer have said repeatedly that uh, the, to- the goal, the target, is for a year. Um, only made two this year, and then two were moved out. I believe it's from IDW pursuing having these books available in the book market. Their book distributor is Penguin, I believe. Um, and... Uh, well, I don't know, Penguin Random House or the... I mean, there are some acquisitions going on, so it's hard to tell sometimes. But uh, we saw the EC covers pushed out from the end of this year all the way to June of next year, and then we saw the uh, Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition pushed to February. Um, let's While we're discussing that, let's talk about shipping changes. Um changes i saw this month jim lee's x-men artist edition which just mentioned february 24th it was the week before so that's not a big move and then jack kirby's fantastic four artisan edition was moved to april 28th um what we have coming down the pipe over then is pretty slim the best of amparella magazine art edition scheduled for february 10th i don't think it's going to happen uh, john Romina's the amazing spider-man artisan edition was announced last month so that's scheduled for march 17th we'll see if that moves as well and then the other ones we mentioned. And then EC covers again June 23rd. So big moves. Uh, Diamond has finally cancelled Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume 2. Uh, Scott Dunbeer had said that that book wasn't happening because the pre-order numbers were too low. It'd be nice to see when they have a book like this and the pre-order numbers are low. Then when we have a slow year like this, maybe resoliciting it. I talked to Don Rosa several years ago when he was in Toronto. And he said IDW had all the pages, the scans were ready. I think the book is ready to go, just the pre-orders were too low. And Scott Dunbeer was saying he could do the whole story in three volumes. I'd really love to see volumes two and three. Uh, those books are exceptional. And speaking of cancelled books, right, we still, way back in August 2016, G.I. Joe Real American Hero Artist Edition was solicited. But that never happened as well. That was low orders. So possibly as IDW goes through these lower years maybe pulling a book out that's already ready to go and soliciting it again to see if uh, sales pick up he has said that uh, orders now because the books are available on say amazon or for canadians indigo 
uh, book depository. Uh, the order is really increasing for these books. So I don't know if that's a lower profit margin for IDW, and that's why they haven't pursued this, or just a you know greater opportunity. And it seems like the greater opportunity will win out over a, a smaller percentage. All right. So that's shipping changes. Uh, we should talk about the poll this month. Now, this month was a different poll than normal. Um, didn't have a chance to use uh, my good friend David Jacoy's poll options this month because I really wanted to do this to wrap up this 10th anniversary of the Artist Edition. Let me give you the blurb. The Artist Edition Index is celebrated 2020 as the 10th anniversary of the Artist Edition format. As At Scott Dunbeer's request, I put up this poll to close this out. What is your favorite Artist Edition? This focuses only on IEW and their Artist Edition line. No Artifact Editions, no other publishers. The list is sorted by publication date. Go through the title slowly, let your mind go back to each book and make your choice. To change things up, I've also added a second poll at the bottom. What motivated your choice for favorite artist edition? And then I mentioned results aren't showing well. I had them in a bar graph, and then, like I normally do, and then it was disastrous. It was not working out. Well. So I switched to a pie graph, which is not as easy to read. But we can clearly see the winner at this point. I mean, it is December 31st. David Mazzicelli's Born Again. You know, but before I get into that, sorry, I sort of give you the title. There's no landslide here. There's, there's a lot of votes, and I was expecting... Uh, to see it more definitive. But David Mazzicelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition has received 15 votes. I fully expected that to win. I was almost voting for that. But then I started to think about my uh, my second poll, which is what was the main factor in your pick for a favorite artist edition? Artistic merit, educational to study technique, historical significance as a comics archive, or nostalgia? I think people are, I honestly think people are lying to themselves because I've got 57 votes for artistic merit, 17 votes for educational, 15 votes for historical significance, and 6 votes for nostalgia. I'm going to say a lot more of these votes were motivated by nostalgia. I don't know. That's my thinking. So, all right, I told you number one. Number two is Starenko, Nick Fury, Agent Field, Artist Edition, 10 votes. Again, I these are, these are my top five. Those are top fives, for sure. I would give you that. And then we got... Two that have uh, six votes. That's Dave Stevens' Rock Artist Edition and Wally Wood's EC Stories Artist Edition. And then we get into four votes, which is Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, the World's Greatest Artist Edition, and Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Edition, uh, and Best of AC Comics Volume 1 Artist Edition, and Joe Kubert's Stars and the Apes Artist Edition. So four. I'm a little surprised at the number of votes. I was expecting more votes. I mean, but based on who voted for factors here, I mean, we got over 100. So, nothing to sneeze at. I guess, well, 63, 70, 80, 95. Yeah, so, well, 95 votes. Yeah, I voted for the Spirit. That's, I mean, I, I have every one of these books, right? I think everybody knows that who listens to this podcast. I've read them all, if I could. Otherwise, it's, these are artist editions, right? So, they're full stories. I read them all, actually. Um, and I have to say that I think Belizer's The Spirit Artist Edition is the is the top choice. It is the the greatest volume that's been put together. It has artistic merit. I think it's educational. Actually, it it it's historical significance. From I mean, I think the age group is past anybody for nostalgia. But it's funny that the I think that choice hits three of the four categories for why would you pick a book? And I maybe I should have said that you know when I asked people to pick. 
Uh, there was some talk on the forums. People were saying, oh, it's so hard to pick one. Couldn't we pick, you know, top five? No, my my polling software can't do that. I could not have picked, I could not pick five. I had all kinds of trouble. I could have tried to do it, but then you have to tabulate it. I just wanted to see what is your favorite, right? Just pick one. When you say pick five or pick ten, sure, that gets much easier, right? But to narrow it down, to give it, that's why I said give it some thought, right? Let your mind go to each book, make your choice. Very few of us listening have every one of these books. I understand that. But you can look at my site. You can look at every book if you want. And then you can think back to the ones you decided that that's, you know, these $100, $125, $150. Uh, that's the most an artist edition has gone for. The other publishers have gone a little higher. But it's a significant investment, right, for a book. It's based on, <laughs> I mean, even on shelf space. So it's interesting. It's good to see this poll. I like to see people making these choices. Uh, this wraps up tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let it keep running like I have with all the other polls. and But then um, beginning tomorrow, January 1st, that's when we vote for the 2020 Scott Dunbar Awards. Right, So any books, any AE format book published in 2020 will be voting on. So I think I've changed the voting software slightly. Um, it's going to be the same voting software I've been using all year. And then, unfortunately, the one category of pick every book you bought, I still had to use my old software uh, plugin for WordPress because the current plugin I'm using, Forminator, does not allow multiple choice. So that's kind of annoying. So I hopefully it doesn't. There's not a visual issue when you look at the page there. All right. So please come back if you're listening to this. Please go to the site and vote on that. I'm really encouraging everyone to vote. I did. Uh, you know, the 10th anniversary, I thought I would do more. I did a full year on Pinterest doing uh, all my all my photos from the first 14 books. It ended up being, I think it was actually more than that. It, we went from Dave Stevens, The Rocketeer, right up to Mark Schultz, Zena's Oak Tales. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, 14. All right, then. Kind of trust myself a little bit more than that. And then I, I did... Uh, Right, I delved in deeply in the sort of an oral history style article of pulling together the information on the first group. The first I, I class for is the first group of artist editions because we had one, you know, one was released, the second one was announced, and then when that one was released, uh, the rest were announced. So it was a very short time period of a year where we had these books announced and ready to go. So that was pretty interesting. It's long, but it's well worth reading, so I encourage everybody to go back. I did that in November. And then for December, just to, I felt like updating uh, this one article, and that was um, IDW's Artist Edition Numbering 2020. And I had originally published this way back in 2017, but then we've got a lot more numbers added to that, and I had some more information, so... I added it on there, and it's, uh, as I mentioned, IDW started these books, and that's actually what uh, brought it to mind, is with my article about the first uh, series of books. But the first four were actually mentioned as being the first, second, third, fourth, and then there was a giant gap, and then uh, they IDW was going to start again with 18, but then 18 was delayed, so it actually went to 19, and then we never had a 20. And we actually had numbers 20, 31, 55, and 60 are missing out of the numbering. Otherwise, we go 1 to 64 at this point. So it's a good run. So take a look at that. And then I also included, you can see the old versus the new, because the new 
numbers all have links to the reviews. I have not done that with the old ones yet. And then I gave you the rundown, you know, of the artifact editions because they've all been released exactly as numbered and flown through. Um, I had a chance to look at the Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition. Uh, there was a there was a preview PDF released to retailers, and a retailer friend of mine let me take a look at it. And uh, yeah, it's it's got the one complete issue of X Men uh, X Men One, and then all the rest is it's really it's it's really on the cusp of artifact edition versus artist edition. But I mean, it can, it contains one complete story, so one complete issue. Sorry, that's not a complete story. So I guess that's how it falls under the artist edition. But don't go into it thinking you're going to be reading a whole lot of uh, stories there. Because, like I said, it's just the one issue. Now, it is an oversized issue, and there's a lot of pages from Jim Lee, for sure. Um, great, Some great stuff in there, really. Uh, he had a really excellent run. and But, I mean, I guess some artistic merit there, a lot of nostalgia for me, based on the, the time it was released in my age. I'd like to see more nostalgia-driven material for me. I don't seem to be able to get that. Well, we can just keep our fingers crossed and hope for more books in 2021. At this point, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see, will we see a graffiti designs? DC, as we've all witnessed, has been doing some very strange things. Um, right, DC, uh, graffiti designs let us know that they were working on the Killing Joke uh, gallery edition, and then that was not being released in 2020, and they were hoping for a 2021 release. But again, no announcements yet, so we, we don't really know where that stands. And other publishers, I mean, uh, Dynamite, I don't think Dynamite's, I think Dynamite's done. Like, maybe they'll release more, I'm, I'm hoping they do, but at this point it really looks like they're done. Um, Dark Horse, it's been a couple years since Lone Wolf and Cub. I'm really hoping for more material from Dark Horse. They put together an excellent product, and we can only hope that that appears. Um, Fanographics, I mean, they had two last year, normally they're... There's going to be a gap. We don't know what happened to... Well, Kitchen Sink Books is folded. So we don't know what's going on there either. It's uh, I feel like the uh, playing field is getting smaller. And we're I think the number of books we're going to get is getting smaller as well. Thankfully, Pete Craig Russell and Wayne Allen Harold are still producing their books. There was a Kickstarter, right, for the one. We'll see that coming out next year. Uh, sorry, in Indiegogo. I just should just say crowdfunding. Uh, there was also the crowdfunding for the Steve Rude, which will be out next year. So at least we we guaranteed those two, and probably two from IDW at this point guaranteed the Jim Lee and the EC covers. So we'll have to see what else the year brings, right? I mean, we've seen solicitations up to March now from Diamond, and uh, there's been no new full-size A for my books. All right. I did, uh, that was the numbering. I only did one review this month, but let's talk about sales. Uh, with Diamond and their sales, there's still no way to get accurate sales numbers. Um, it's been messed up since COVID and the split with DC. So where before Diamond would publish and then uh, ICV2 would, or Comicron would extrapolate the sales numbers. That's not happening right now. So I don't really know what the sales numbers were for uh, the book we saw, Michael Golden's Micronauts Artist Edition in November. But we can talk about out-of-print sales for November. So this would be the month leading up right before Christmas. So you'd think maybe if people were buying these for Christmas presents, uh, we'd see more books. But um, well, we'll see. There's a, good, there's a good number of books here. Let's talk about those now. So Alien, the Illustrated Story, the original art edition, had one sale for 193.74. So there's a premium going on there. One copy of Bernie Wright's and Artifact Edition sold for 299.99. Wow. 
Two copies of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition sold for an average of two forty nine ninety five. Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition, four copies sold for an average of one thirty four ninety seven. So undercover. No, I'm sorry, over cover. Because that was a one twenty five. That was the last one twenty five cover price for that twelve by seventeen format from IDW. One copy of Dave Seaton's Rock Artist Edition first print sold for one ninety nine ninety nine. Four copies of David Mazzicelli's Dirt of Morning and Artist Edition sold for an average of two twenty one zero eight. So that's a little bit down from what we've seen. Uh, two copies of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume One sold for an average of one eighty nine ninety nine. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City: The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection sold for one sixteen eighteen. Wow, that is it's. I'm pretty sure that was a one seventy five hundred seventy five dollar book. So that's well below cover price. That's still being available on Amazon too, though. All right, one copy of Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula edition sold for two forty nine ninety five. One copy of Goob Kane's Amazing Spider Man ninety. Five copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four artist edition sold for an average of one hundred three twelve. That book's really getting the love lately. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters sold for one twelve fifty. One copy of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor sold for. 99. Two copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes sold for 80.49. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four sold for 149.99. Four copies of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition sold for an average of 286.21. That is insane. Six copies of Michael Golden's Micronox Artist Edition sold for an average of 190.50. So there's there were already well over the 150 cover. One copy of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Helen Other Stories, first print, 102.50. Two copies of the second print, averaging 140. One copy of Ross Andrews' The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, sold for 91.89. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition, $406. So that can still command a premium. Impressive. Two copies of Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, sold for $62. Two copies of The Book of Ballads, the original art edition, sold for 60.10 average. One copy of the Prisoner original edition sold for ninety nine seventy five. I don't get that. Uh, one copy of Usagi Jimbo Samurai and Other Stories sold for one sixteen ninety five, and that's it for the year, for the month of uh, now. I mean, I'll be anxious to see what those December sales look like. Um, if you're on the forums, which I hope you do join, I had posted, and I had also posted on the site about the Diamond Blizzard sale, and all the artist editions that were available for quite a low price. And then uh, IDW had a Cyber Monday sale on the books as well. So those things are moving. So pretty great. So we'll have to look and see how the numbers move there. All right. I should like, I would like to mention a thanks to Cartoonist Kayfabe for mentioning the Artist Edition Index in their last review of, what did they review? Oh, Alex Toth's uh, Bravo for Adventure Artist Edition. Uh, So they mentioned the site. I got a lot of hits from there. I appreciate it. And anybody who's joining me new from that, uh, welcome. I'm continuing to do the same thing I've been doing, so that won't change. Now's a good time for me to mention before I talk about my review that uh, you can support the website two ways. One way is through becoming a Patreon patron. Uh, For a dollar or more a month, if you'd like to contribute, you can um, support the site. Just give your thanks, keep the lights on, help me buy the books, and keep the, uh, the hosting going. The other way, of course, is to use the affiliate links I have on the site to be able to buy something, whether it's Amazon or Things from Another World, or I have now have some European sites. Um, you click on those, I get a small percentage, but every little bit helps, and I appreciate it. If you're going to buy the book anyways, then using my affiliate link really helps me out. All right, I got a review this month. 
I had ordered five books from Angelem, which their print house is uh, Ninth Art Plus Editions. And I had waited to order five. I really was on the fence about it. But I saw there was five and I ordered them. My my concern was that, um, like, this is a... um, these, these are somewhere between 29 euros and 35 euros. I'm in Canada. You convert that to Canadian and it adds up quite a bit. And then it was 101 euros shipping from France to my house in Ontario, Canada. Now, I received the books in three days, but as I said in the review, I would have rather waited three weeks and spent 30 euros on shipping. So when I, you know, when I, when I averaged it all out... Um, these, I think my average, I averaged it out and these books actually cost me $86 Canadian each, which for 160 pages, uh, 10 by 14 inch hardcover, very high production standards. It's an okay price. I would have liked to get them for less. I mean, there's no question who wants to write, who doesn't want to spend less, but I was really happy to get these five books and I reviewed the first one this month and that was uh, Herman. Uh, let me give you the blurb. It's Le Naturaliste de la Bande de And uh, the blurb is, uh, you know, Google Translate, so you have to forgive me for some of the mistakes. But from the 1960s, with screenwriter Michelle Gregg on their Bernard Prince and Comanche series, then alone on Jeremiah and the Tour de Bois-Marie, today with Eves H. and many one-shots, Herman multiplies the drawing techniques, goes from black and white to color, and spreads in very diverse genres. But whether he works in adventure comics, westerns, anticipation, or history, Herman always treats the subjects at the height of a man without camouflage or pretense. He's the comic book naturalist. This 128-page catalog contains all the texts of the exhibition presented during the Angelum Festival. It presents more than 100 reproductions of original boards, scanned in very high definition, the testimonies of several comic book authors, as well as numerous extracts from interviews carried out with Herman between July and November 2017. So it actually does total 160 pages, so I don't know why it says 120-page catalog, because I did go through it and check. But, um... So... You know, I should. St- there is a lot of art in here. That's one of the reasons I wanted it. The main reason, and there is a lot of text in French. So, if you speak French, there is a lot to be able to get out of this catalog. If you do not speak French, use your Google Translate on your phone, and hover over things, and you'll be able to to read them. There is. Uh, it's really interesting because they provide uh, pages of artwork. A lot of times, it's mostly full page. Sometimes we'll get smaller pages. I try and present that uh, in the pictures and the review. And all the scans are really well done. Uh, I didn't see any issues at all. Uh, and the scans contain, uh, I mean, the sorry, each uh, piece of artwork that appears, it has the year, it has the title of the book, it has the what page it was, right? And then the publisher and tells you what um, materials were used to create the page. And then there's a blurb about the, about uh, what's happening in the story of that page or what's about that page. And a lot of the blurbs have are from Herman because the, the interviews that were conducted for his exhibition, right? And, uh, I mean, some of the pages are small, and it's disappointing, but the the variety and selection presented in this is, is quite extraordinary. A lot of colored pages. I mean, regardless of your, how much of a fan you are of pen and ink, the color always pops. And the the, uh, the color pages are impressive. And luckily, you know, a lot of Herman's work has been made available in English. Um, uh, 
if you are a fan of um, Bandit and A and you like the English translations, I, I love European format uh, books, and uh, I love Herman as a Herman as an author. I, I've got some stuff from Graffiti Designs. I've got some stuff from Dark Horse. Uh, we're seeing digital things made available uh, through uh, by Europe Comics. So there's a good chunk available of stuff from Herman. Uh, like I said, the Comanche series are available. Um, the Africa book from Dark Horse. Uh, Katanga. What's a, that's an old graffiti designs book for sure. But um, yeah, they're really well done. Uh, there's some books here that I'd never seen before or heard of. This is some pirate stories. Some other things I'm, I can only hope that they eventually are translated in English and we be able to read them. I would love to see uh, a format book from Herman. Uh, I know there are some in French and I have been looking at those, but again, cost is a factor. I mean, just as the, our European friends have to spend more to get artist edition format books where they are, we have to spend more to get books for. So when I look at a book that's, uh, you know, 150 or 175 or 200 euros, and then they're shipping, um, for me to get some of these books to my house in Canada, then it's $300 Canadian, right? That's, that's a big chunk of change. It's a giant leap over what I've paid for any artist edition at this point. And, uh, so far it's a leap I haven't been able to make, but we'll see how the website goes, how things roll next year, how volumes are. I'm, I'm tempted. I want to get one or two, but we'll see how that goes. All right. That's about it for this month. Again, sorry, I don't have the music. I did not have any letters this month. Let me just check. Um, oh, I did. Have, you can now. I had um, somebody, uh, one of my Patreon patrons, switch from dollars to euros because they've now made euros available to patrons. So that's interesting. I did get a new patron, which I'd like to say it's uh, Gabe A. I won't give a last name. I try not to give last names unless I've got permission of people. So he's, thank you, Gabe, for joining our, our Patreon family. And please come and vote between January 1st and 31st on the Scott Denbeer 2020 awards. Pick the best of 2020. As I said, there's only six books, but it was still an awesome selection of material and well worth your vote. And again, the voting ends this month today for the, your favorite artist edition. So I may continue on with a few more interesting things like that next year. Thank you and continue to join us on the podcast at the website eindex.org email me any of your questions comments love to hear from the readers at scott at eindex.org and thanks again and we'll talk again next year